0: Hi everyone, I'm Fred Charles. Welcome to the Red Wine Carpet, or as I call it, my weekly excuse to grab a drink with Katie. Hi Fred. (laughs) How are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. Just okay. You know, I've got jalapeno stuffed onions in my drink. I'm doing all right.
0: Yeah, you'll be fine. That should wake you up a little bit. (laughs) I didn't go with spicy, but we'll talk about... Some martinis today. We have a special occasion for that, so Yeah. that would be our drink of the week. Anything new since the last episode?
1: Um, I've ordered a new journal that's on the way. That's good. I'm actually really excited about it because you know, reflecting, writing really helps the I mindset now we, we talked We've about talked it. We talked about this, Fred.
0: And I'm okay. Let's keep myself accountable. <laughs> I did not start anything.
1: You didn't start anything, did you?
0: Ay, yeah, yeah. I'm working on some right. stuff, but I didn't, yeah. Not the writing, the meditation. I'm sleeping. You
1: need a notebook just dedicated to that. So that's what you need to get your. That's step one. God,
0: with all the time mm-hmm. I have on my hands, you'd think I could buy a notebook. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. okay, I need to focus on that. Let's put that in the calendar. I'm, and, I'm writing it down. Yeah,
1: this is another thing. When you write it, when you write things down. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it. what's going on with me. That's that's what's going
0: on. It's all good. We'll make it. Yeah. We'll make it. We're here. Everything is good. Yeah, We're going to get started this week with, uh, we have some random news coming in a little bit. We'll talk about Silence of the Lambs. Did you like that movie? I did. Me too. And we'll, we'll get through that. Of course I did.
1: You love the creepy stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Kendall Jenner is under fire with her new tequila coming out. Uh, we'll talk about Ted Cruz and Chrissy Teigen and a bunch of random news coming up. But to start this episode this week, let's start with the Golden Globes. They're almost here and it will be virtual what? again this year.
1: We're yeah. having Golden Globes.
0: <laughs> I know no one is really talking about it.
1: I've seen so little about it, and a lot of people are really upset about <laughs> about your favorite show getting a nomination, Fred.
0: <laughs> Which is
1: Emily in Paris.
0: Wee <laughs> <laughs> oui, oui.
1: really? wee. It was. I mean, honestly, I thought it was cute, but I don't think it's award worthy. I really don't think it's award worthy.
0: Maybe Emmy, you know?
1: No, I. I I don't think so.
0: I mean, the Golden Globe of Oscars, it's a different level, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, I thought it was cute. It it is cute. I just thought it was cute, and that's it.
0: Yeah, it was great for quarantine. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rom-com, like they call it. Exactly. Yeah. But Amy Poehler and Sina Fe will be hosting remotely. They probably will talk about Emily in Paris, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though they will be <laughs> in LA and New York uh, streaming mm-hmm. live. Obviously, no red carpet, and that's probably why we don't really hear much, because, again, we talked about right. that last year, no anticipation of, um, like, what are they going to wear, and right. who's going to be there? So, yeah, I don't know where you are going to do anything special.
1: I am probably just going to do what I do on Sunday evenings and get, get dressed up, get, <laughs> okay. get smashed, I'm get dressed up, and make myself a nice dinner and take myself on a living room date.
0: Good. We should probably do that here too. You should. D- Good excuse. Do that. Yeah. So really nice. Yeah. well, speaking about red carpets and dressing up, do you have any idea of who is the most googled star for a red carpet looks for the last ten years combined?
1: Lady Gaga. Oh ah. Nope. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Is it a woman?
0: It is. Yeah. I mean, the guys only have like so much options, you know. You, yeah. They don't really go artistic with a tax every year.
1: Can I have a hint? She's a singer a as hint? well. Oh, I, I know it's going to be a mm-hmm. singer. Is it J-Lo? Good. Yeah. Is JLo? That, it was that green her, dress.
0: Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, it's combined mm-hmm. with all other looks that she's had. That green right. dress was differently.
1: I think that was the one that set everything off for everybody because they were like, how? Yep. How dare she? But also, yummy.
0: <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. We love JLo. <laughs> she's followed in the searches by Gwyneth Paltrow
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Emily Radakowski.
1: Okay. I was, well. I pictured her and her. Headdress. One of my favorite red carpet moments ever was one of her outfits. But okay. JLo's JLo's got it.
0: Yeah, I mean she's everywhere. And always she's takes always on red point. Carpet. Yeah, she is.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think she was that on
0: point um, for the inauguration. Personally,
1: I was going to say she was.
0: You think so? Oh, uh, yes. I felt like she played it a little like shiny and a little more disco than the inauguration. You know? Oh, Go I'm talking glitter with you. Oh, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: I should I have known. She, I thought she just looked beautiful. Okay, yeah, all and right.
0: I, uh, ugh, I, I don't know. It. I think like Lady Gaga made a statement, and is you know,
1: Lady Gaga also, and I will, I won't talk about. I mean, Lady Gaga also wore a meat dress, but she, she also got all those comparison <laughs> videos, um, or memes about it looking like she came out of the Hunger Games.
0: I can see that too.
1: Yeah, but I, I thought they both looked spectacular.
0: All right, well, we'll see if we get any looks from home for the 78th Golden Globe ceremony that will air on Sunday, this Sunday, February 28th. We'll have a look. On NBC. And two documentaries about to be released that could be nominated next year. Who knows? Um, First one is Apple TV's The World's A Little Blurry, the Billie Eilish documentary that will be available this weekend. And Demi Lovato's Dancing with the Devil series coming to YouTube on March 23rd. So these are two, to me personally, I feel like they're powerful shows. Um, If you look at it, we're talking about a 28 year old opening up about her overdose a couple years ago and then the Mm -hmm. health consequences since then. She's had a heart attack, multiple strokes. It's been pretty rough for her yeah. in the last few years. And then you have Billie Eilish, who's 19, has five Grammys already. And she's talking about her image issues, bullying, yeah. and also just being a normal kid while always being scrutinized. Um, right. So are you looking forward to those? Absolutely. I think they're going to be pretty good. The previews mm-hmm. are pretty nice already. I think it's going to be very interesting. And do you like music documentaries in general? Or
1: I do. I like... I think I like getting to see how they create what they're creating. And you can also get that person's personal perspective on, you know, why things may have derailed the way they did.
0: Yeah, I think that especially now with a younger generation that is overexposed on mm-hmm. social media, it's kind of important that the future icons yeah. explain and share yep. that being famous is not the answer to everything.
1: Right. And I think it's going to be really cool to hear Billie Eilish's, um, well, and and Demi's, account of both of these things because. I mean, Debbie um, started
0: super young too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She started to be super young on Disney stuff. And Billie Eilish was, you know, really young when, when she started hitting it too. And, um, I think Billie Eilish having come into the spotlight when she did with social media being what it is already by then, it's going to be really great hearing her talk about, because she's, she's very smart. She's very smart in the sense that she is calling out on the spot, you know, people who are, over-sexualizing her, and I think there was something that came out when she was maybe like 16 or 17, how someone drew a portrait of her, but they drew her in like a tight little tank top, and, you know, she looked beautiful, but she was like, why are you assuming this is what I look like under my baggy clothes, which is yeah. like what I wear?
0: Yeah, she's making a point of the baggy things. She's explaining yeah. she's not very comfortable with her image. Right. Um, it's it's tough, and celebrities are also struggling with depression, Mm-hmm. Doubts uh, I think it's gonna help a lot of younger people that are like we said last week trying to be just influencers because they think being famous is right. gonna solve everything and you yeah. can't attach happiness to that mm-hmm. so I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be more like a personal documentary than some music documentaries when you see like them working on music recording. I love these as well being a music nerd, mm-hmm. but I think these are gonna be very important to understand what's coming with the fame right how to deal with it Billie Eilish I think just had a restraining order against a guy that was stalking her as well it's it's hard it's really hard like they're never left alone
1: right well I'm looking I'm looking forward to the to both of those
0: yeah me too me too yeah. will be watching and I can still remember the first documentary that fascinated me. It's a different genre, but it was Metallica's "Some Kind of Monster." Have you ah, seen that one?
1: I haven't, but I just watched a different documentary the other day, and I watched—I think it was 2015 that it came out. But I watched "Soaked in Bleach," which is a Kurt Cobain—yes, uh, yeah—documentary that was really good. Yeah. And then I was just watching endless Kurt Cobain interviews and in all the things, but yeah, that was a really good one.
0: The Metallica one was supposed to be a, an hour special or a yeah. little less to promote their new album back then. And when they started filming, the bass player quit. The singer needed to go to rehab, Shit. and the band, as a collective, decided to go to group therapy while recording their album. <laughs> wow. So I you can only imagine what it became. Right. Uh, it turned out to be a two or three DVD packet wow. back then. Um, so you see them audition new bass players, disagreeing about it, okay. kind of fight all the time. The filmmakers ended up staying with the band for the entire process, and. When you see them in their normal life, being Metallica, it's just, it opens your eyes to like a different angle mm-hmm. of what being a rock star is. So right. just imagine, picture, you know what James Hetfield, lead singer of Metallica looks like? Yeah. You can visualize it. So close yeah. your eyes.
1: <laughs> imagine him at Ralph's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even better. Imagine the beard, the long hair, the tattoos, the years of alcohol and drugs, rock and roll. And now just picture the guy. Going to pick up his daughter at the (laughs) ballet class. I
1: was going to say at school or something. Because that's
0: that's in some kind of monster and it's
1: mind-blowing. I need to watch that. Emoji with a
0: brain that explodes. Insert there. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my recommendation if you're into rock music.
1: For documentaries, if you're looking for a different documentary, I'm really into like Sea Life. Okay. And My Octopus Teacher.
0: Oh, yes. I've watched this one. Yeah. You've watched it? Yep. Really cool.
1: Yeah. Off the coast of South Africa, it it was uh, Craig Foster, uh, like a year of him spending time with this one octopus.
0: Going to see her again and again. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. At first when you started, you're like,
1: like, hey, Craig. Like
0: at first you watch it, you're like, what am I doing? And then you start getting into it. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's very interesting. And I think there's a lot of um, environmental documentaries. Yeah. At least on Netflix that I've been watching recently, mm-hmm. that are that are pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a good time to educate. That's a good one.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know we what have to do.
0: Yeah, time. Yeah, we have you and I have plenty of time. If you, if you don't time. at home, good for you. Yeah. good for you. And exactly. Yeah, you can use this as an excuse to grab a drink, like we're about to do. Or if you're, yes. you know, driving home, uh, listening to this on, on your commute back, you can plan on what you're going to drink when you get home.
1: Pick up what you need on the way.
0: <laughs> so what are we going to drink? Our, we already started, but yes. uh, <laughs> what is it this week, Kitty?
1: I might make a little bit of a top off as I talk about it because I made this a little too small. I didn't do the measurements. That's exactly. a problem I, I kind of, generally have as well. I just kind of eyeballed it. Well, okay. So as we're recording this, today is National Bartender Day, right? Yes. Yep. So I'm celebrating my, you know, happy home bartender day and I'm eyeballing everything right now. But... This drink I would usually make in a sort of uh, five to one gin or vodka to dry vermouth ratio. And tonight I'm having a Gibson martini. I really had a taste for one. And the reason I wanted to make this drink is because martinis are one of my favorite things to order at a bar. Because there are so many beautiful ways to make them. And it's one of my favorite things to make for people. And gin mainly from, from the time I started learning some ropes behind the bar. I was fascinated by gin. My dad got me to appreciate some gins or some, you know, characteristics about it. But when I moved to L.A. and started making drinks with gin... There were things that we, that they were showing me how to make. And this was at the library bar at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Gin can taste like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: because at first, uh, I mean, it took me a while to even order a gin
1: drink because right. it would be
0: like you know being young going to a club there was a bottle of gin which is not the good gin by the way
1: oh no <laughs> and, no it's not and you're like
0: uh, what is that so yes. for the longest time gin was a no-no right. until i got into same thing martinis and right vermouth yes. ratio and all and of that the, and
1: the right and the right kind of gin for yeah. your palate like one of my favorite things if i was working behind the bar would be if trying them someone all. walked <laughs> into my trying them all yeah yes, that too But if someone would walk into my bar and we'd have the conversation about, you know, someone would be like, make me your favorite thing. I'd be like, well, one of my favorite things is a gin martini. And then they'd be like, oh, no, I hate gin. I would take that opportunity to be like, you know what? If you don't like gin, let me try try to change your mind. Let me try to change your mind. I'm not going to make you a martini necessarily, but we'll talk about the kind of things that you already like. Maybe things that you like to eat or some other flavors that you like. and And then I would try to make a cocktail off of that, but with a gin base. Tonight I'm using a Future Gin. Shout out to Mary Bartlett with Future Gin. It's a woman-made gin, and it's fucking yeah. fantastic. It's, it's good. It's
0: pretty awesome, and I think we should, uh, we should talk to them soon. We should. Talk about the brand. Yeah, totally.
1: We should. We'll ask Mary to come on here. But I did a, I went for the Gibson martini tonight, and the only cocktail onions that I found uh, were at Barkeeper, thank the bar lords. They have jalapeno <laughs> stuffed. And I love I will try that. shit stuffed I, with jalapenos.
0: I need to try that. Yeah. I never
1: even thought that there was an onion stuffed with jalapenos. I've no. been living under a rock. Have I? Need, I? I have been. It's you need been tiny a,
0: hands to stuff yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> mini onion <laughs> <Right>. jalapeno. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have mini onions at home, so I'm, I'm with you here with mm-hmm. a onion-less Gibson. Mm-hmm. But the good Beautiful. thing is that from uh, previous weeks, Lo-fi was in the fridge.
1: That's right. So
0: I made an onion-less <laughs> Gibson with Lo-Fi. You with went lo-fi. Yeah.
1: Victoria's suggestion of yes. replacing the traditional driver vermouth with the yeah. Lo-Fi dry.
0: And it's perfect. I did a it's two, so good, right? 2 to 1 ratio because I had mm-hmm. a smaller amount available to me. Uh, and yeah, loving it beautiful awesome well, well cheers. let's get
1: you some onions fred yeah, yeah we cheers. need to do that
0: i'll come and steal a few from you cheers Thanks to all the bartenders Dad for
1: <laughs> helping me like gin and appreciate it and, and to all the bartenders who you know are doing their thing masked right now
0: and easy oh, recipe yeah. but we'll steal. yeah let's take a picture of those mm-hmm. uh, tiny onions put them on instagram absolutely i'm gonna try one of Red them right now carpet. actually oh live mm-hmm. let's see you tell me if you I need a break.
1: I hate <laughs> chewing sounds, and so I'm going to back away from the mic while I chew it. Don't. No, please. Mm-mm. Share no, with us. No, we're not ASMRing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's yummy. <gasps> that's yummy. Nice. My volume has turned up so high that you've been backing away. I'm like, I can...
0: All right, time to switch and get some random news in.
1: The Random the News. Random News. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I hate it.
0: Uh, so Katie, unless you've been under a rock, I'm sure you followed the Ted Cruz debacle.
1: Yeah, fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> and there we go. I endorse this message. After the <laughs> senator came back to his state of Texas from his attempted vacation in Cancun, while everybody is under snow with no water and no you know, no real food or anything, um, he traded the margarita over water bottles that he started handing to people. You know, it's obviously... Need to do some marketing after that Mm
1: -hmm. story.
0: Um, Yeah, looks really genuine.
1: It's great. Damage control.
0: Totally. The last dig at him was when someone from his neighborhood hired a mariachi band to play in front of his house on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yes, this happened. This happened. The band also spoke to the press and said they gave a discount to the people putting that together. They had a GoFundMe, apparently.
1: Yeah, they were probably like, we were going to do it anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, they said the, they think themselves that the, what the senator did is shameful. Mm-hmm. So, he to that.
1: He had to that.
0: All right, we're going to switch from uh, gin to tequila this time. We spoke about Woo-hoo. Kendall Jenner. Last week, uh, that is about to launch her 818 Tequila, and not everybody loves the idea. There's a bartender from Los Angeles that is reacting to the news of the new brand by saying, quote, there was just a lack of respect to the culture and the importance of tequila to Mexico. She didn't even know how to properly drink tequila. For an outsider to come out and say that in only four years and with no prior knowledge of the spirit, she was able to make the best tasting tequila is disrespectful. End quote. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, when I first saw the video that she, like something popped up on Instagram and she was...
0: What, Kendall Jenner is on Instagram?
1: And I, <laughs> what? <Just kidding. laughs> what? When it first popped up and I saw that descriptor, I was instantly for a second annoyed that she was coming out with a tequila because that's the family brand is that they're going to dip their toes in a little bit of everything. Yeah. um. And then I read the part that she was like doing all the tequila tastings, and all the stuff. And she's like, and I've been doing this and I've been winning, and you know, all, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. That's impressive. But then I was like, maybe you should just stick to drinking tequila. Yeah. Well, because the first thing she said in the video, she sips it and she goes, this one's stronger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think they were saying she had an ice cube in her, in her tequila tasting as well. Someone mentioned that online. Mm. Not sure if you caught that, but as much as I'm not a huge defender of the Kardashians in general, the Kardashian Jenners, I don't mm. remember a lot of backlash for Clooney and Gerber when they launched Casamigos and I don't know you know, if they did a lot of research.
1: I think it's just that there are too many celebrities with things like this now when it's not quite their...
0: Their line of work.
1: And that's hard to say too, because people are free to branch out and do different things. But I guess in regard to being respectful for the culture... yeah that makes a lot of sense. I
0: mean, it's celebrities with a lot of money can invest, you know, in a lot of things. There's Brian Cranston and um, Aaron Paul um, started their Mezcal brand and, you know, they're like, going under the radar no one is mm-hmm. really talking about it so it's right. obvious that candle Jenner did not go cut the agave herself you don't mm-hmm. want to fuck up that $2000 manicure and <laughs> <laughs> she has no real idea of what the process is to make it unless she visited the, the you know the mm-hmm. plant where they're making it but she has the cash to hire the best, so...
1: Right, well, that is that is what I'm hoping for. Yeah,
0: and it's always worked like that. Like, you know, like Francis Ford Coppola starting wine, you're like, yeah, he's a filmmaker, he's not really... Right. And you
1: could find it everywhere. Well, I I totally get where this bartender is annoyed with her presentation of like, hey, I didn't know how to do this, and so now within a couple of years, I'm doing something that people have been doing their whole lives.
0: I mean, her sister doesn't know how to create makeup, but she has a brand, she's a billionaire. I think it's... Yeah. It's been always, you know, always yeah. like that.
1: I think I'm kind of, I'm annoyed that she has a, a tequila brand, but... Is it envy a little I'm, bit? I don't know.
0: I think that if she's hiring people, creating business... Um, I hope she is. You know, creating business with the, in the tequila world, respecting the people that are creating mm-hmm. her brand, and why not? Why not? Right. You know, those big brands, the money is coming from big corporations that might be liquor brands, but are there really... Is the CEO yeah. involved in the everyday thing? No. So I, I feel like
1: initially insane. I was kind of like
0: wanting to drink just, it. <laughs> well, I was annoyed yet.
1: I was annoyed yet hopeful. And the hopeful side was kinda of like, Okay, I'm gonna try it. Yeah. Of course I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I was annoyed yet hopeful, but her making a tequila brand is a touchier subject than Kylie making a makeup brand because yeah. tequila is coming from someone else's culture. You yeah. Know? That's true. So we'll
0: I don't see. Know, it's a business We're in Mexico as well. And we'll try it and we'll be honest about it. So yeah. stay tuned, everybody. When it's out on the shelf, we'll, we'll grab one and we'll either praise it or talk shit about it. That's what we
1: yeah.
0: do. <laughs> All right. Chrissy Teigen has asked to be unfollowed by our president on Twitter. Oh. No beef between the two. It's actually because our ex-president blocked uh, the celebrity from the POTUS account. So in order to see the Biden's administration's tweets, she had to be and followed first, so she's ah. not blocked anymore.
1: Okay, she's, so she's not asking to be unfollowed because she's no. like, I hate you guys. She's <laughs> no. like, I want to be informed again.
0: She wants to be able kind to of. comment, retweet, right. follow. Uh-huh. Um, so they did, and now she's stoked that she can now properly follow our new president
1: that she can now talk some shit.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So that's, uh, (laughs) you know, 2021 problems of fighting to be unfollowed by someone Mm. on Twitter. (laughs) Another news that uh, broke the internet this week is Daft Punk.
1: Yeah. So if you Mm. didn't
0: hear about it yet, the duo announced earlier this week that they are retiring the helmets after 28 years of shaping the electronic music world. They got six Grammys during their career. And in good Daft Punk fashion, they made the announcement with an eight-minute long video without one word (laughs) the music was extracted from a previous documentary another film that they made about uh, their music they did not explain why the decision was made now but they split and it's the end of an era yeah did you follow daft punk quite a lot or
1: i mean not religiously but they've definitely been someone i've listened to a lot over the years
0: yeah i mean being french helps since the two guys yeah. are from close to Paris, from Versailles. Mm-hmm. I was 16 when Homework came out on the radio mm-hmm. with Da Funk. And that kind of like, everybody was like, what is this? This is awesome. Yeah. And then they started touring. They had a world tour in the first couple of years of the duo. They recorded actually the first album, not knowing they were going to put an album together.
1: And mm-hmm. just had fun. What was the one that Kanye went that...
0: Oh, the Hotter, Better, Faster, Stronger? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. when I was living, before I moved out here, when I was in Chicago, a friend of mine and I were somewhere and she heard... Some kid that was just like less than a generation younger than her. Yeah, the song came on the speakers, and someone's like, "Oh, I love this Kanye song." Oh,
0: that's the And risk, she's like, yeah.
1: "It's Draft Punk! <laughs> you idiot! You're ungrateful young like, she's person." She's like, "No, get it right." No.
0: Yeah, they have some great work and, and they, <laughs> they definitely influenced a lot uh, and then collaborated obviously with The Weekend is the latest track mm-hmm. that they won the Grammy for and you know, had the what they call the French touch, and the mm-hmm. Daft Punk touch. So I've had the chance to follow their career being in France on the radio. We had Energy was the name of the radio station I worked for. We had the Energy Music Awards every year and they were they were the anthem of the thing. Like they yeah. were it was pretty big. And later on when I moved to the US I saw them in Vegas in 2007. They would only tour every 10 years. I think 97, 2007, everybody was hoping they were going to do Coachella in 2017. And that didn't happen. To this day, it's one of the, I would say, probably the top three best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's drug-free. (laughs) <laughs> it was the experience <laughs> I was the, vi- the visual. That
1: as you were saying that,
0: yeah, no, the, the visuals, the sound, yeah. everything. It was kind of a live remix of all their work until then. It was pretty uh, mind blowing. So, I will miss uh, hearing some Daft Punk tunes and having the opportunity to maybe see them live again. Yeah. Unless they do a reunion in ten years, that's
1: you never know. You never I mean, know. it's entirely possible. This could, could just be.
0: be. <laughs> I don't think so. These two have been really good at wearing the mask. No one really knows their faces. Mm-hmm. They don't want the. Claim of any fame of some sort living their life. So, sure, they will collaborate independently with other people. Right. And, yeah, let's see what's next for them. But they're, not, will,
1: gone. Yeah, they're, gone, but they're not gone. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. I'm sure they have the cash to retire if they want to. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And that's. Let's cheer to them. Daft Punk. Let's cheer to Daft Punk.
1: Yeah.
0: There we go. Okay. We followed um, the college admission scandal and Aunt Becky we going did. to jail. Well, Netflix is coming with Operation Varsity Blues. I
1: was going to say the title. I was going to I was going to say it just like that. Operation Varsity Blues.
0: <laughs> A new documentary that will be released on March 17th, and it's directed by the man behind the Fire Festival documentary.
1: Ah, okay. He's going to talk some shit.
0: <laughs> and he also produced Tiger King.
1: Yes, there we so go.
0: it promises to give us some good details On the scam, and I think, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for that as well. Yeah. And to close this, to uh, leave you home with good dreams tonight.
1: Oh, God. Silence of
0: the Lambs. Is it a classic for you, Kitty?
1: Yes, it is. Clary. Creepy and wonderful. (laughs) Yes. weird and gross. And we love it.
0: So the house that was used as Buffalo Bill's crib in the movie has been sold because the house is still standing and the new owner is a movie decorator. He's planning on remodeling it in a creepy way to open it as an Airbnb. Hell yeah. That's the new thing too. I
1: want to stay there.
0: Yeah, we've talked about a lot of houses that are like themed. I want to stay there. He's planning on creating a well. Yeah, just a prop. Don't worry. No one in there uh-huh. this time around. It just will be a good photo op for people. And if you loved Silence of the Lambs, I differently did. The first time I came to LA, I visited a small museum in Hollywood. It's called the Hollywood Museum. They worked hard on getting that name, I'm sure. I was
1: going to say clever, clever yeah, name. Whoever thought that one up, good job.
0: You tour the the Eight museum bucks. and it's like, yeah, a lot about like some old makeup artists and some costumes and everything. And then you go, they have a, an underground section. You go down the stairs, you have some Egyptian memorabilia from some movies. And at the end of the hallway, it's the actual hallway leading you to Hannibal Lecter's cell. And oh. you get in there and you can't help but having chills. Yeah. It's a pretty good one. Ooh. So I don't know if it's still around, but it's super creepy and that's something how to How have
1: do. I not done that? So that's that's it for this week. That's all we got. That's
0: all we got. We're going to watch the Golden Globes.
1: We'll watch them. And I'm going to get dressed up. And I don't know how many more glittery things I have in my closet that I can find because I've been Come on. dressing up a lot in my apartment. Fred, I've been dressing up so much in my apartment, I've worn it all. <laughs> <laughs> all these things that I'm just like, oh, I haven't worn you. I haven't worn you in a while. I haven't worn you. I've worn them all now.
0: It's like the end of the Jennifer Lopez show in Vegas when you have glitter all over the stage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, I have a couple weird things. I'm that I'm going to put out a couple surveys for to see if, you know, I'll have people pick what I'm going to wear. It's going to be the why do you have that series. Oh, nice. I've got some weird outfits. We're going to go from <laughs> glam to weird. Glam to wham. Glam to
0: wham. All right, everybody. Stay good.
1: Stay good. Stay healthy. Meditate. Don't stay drunk, but get drunk here and there.
0: Just like us. Cheers, everyone. We'll Cheers. see you guys next time.
1: Bye.